listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps aspiring professionals in film get where they're going faster by dissecting the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives in the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley. Stevens, a native, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, currently residing in Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm a stand-up comedian and a filmmaker that goes like directing, writing, producing, acting. I do the whole nine yards. Um, well, a hundred yards, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> currently, I, <laughs> currently uh, I just got out of uh, post-production with my, uh, my feature film and a couple of the short films that I, I made. And uh, I'm elated to be a part of uh, Wild Man, too, which, uh, from what I just heard, just got great reception at all the film festivals, and that makes me feel really, really, really happy. So I'm uh, just part to be a part of all this, this whole team, the whole nine yards with Chris and Nick and uh, Wild Man and Deucey Fact. I'm just, I feel really blessed right now. Perfect. All right, so let's hop into this thing, and um, I'll start with... Um... This question, uh, what is the biggest challenge you've overcome as a filmmaker and how did you overcome it? Fear and, and, and fear and negative energy. So, I mean, and I think those things are uh, intertwined with one another. Um, that's the biggest challenge. People telling you what you can't do, the naysayers and stuff, because they try to vicariously live their fear through you. And you have to overcome that with mental strength surrounding yourself around positive people and uh, reassuring yourself that, you know what, the sky and the universe is the limit. Like, you can do anything possible. And the more you push yourself, even when you fail, you're learning how to win. Every loss is a win. So I think through different, I mean, through trial and error, I have been able to accomplish what I've accomplished so far. And I'm greatly appreciative of all the losses I've had, all the no's I have because it's taught me how to get better and better each and every time. I love that. So coming from that angle, um, what's the biggest challenge you're facing now as a filmmaker? The biggest, I, I, I guess I would just say myself is always going to be my own uh, biggest challenge. How far can I go? How can I get to the best place I've possibly be. If we want to talk about more of a business side, it'd be more so like with my films trying to get a distribution. Uh, I, I, I know it's going to come as inevitable. I just think it's just going to be uh, more so how persistent am I going to be? How unconventional am I, and, 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 am I going to be with my approach to try to get this distribution? Right now I have a couple of distribution offers with my first film and stuff and now just like a lot of other filmmakers, I'm trying to put it in the best place possible to get the best exposure uh, and create some kind of residual and generational wealth for myself. And I don't mean necessarily in the strictest terms when you talk about financial capital, but I mean, as far as like getting my work and putting out great quality work and be able to get more and more in the, uh, in the future. That's very good. Um, what are the, the two best pieces of advice you've received so far in your career and who did they come from? 
Never give up. That's my subconscious, my conscious. Mm-hmm. Credit, credit Rashid Stevens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the greatest advice I've gotten for you say the greatest advice I've gotten from anybody. Uh, yeah, just yeah, just the just the two best pieces of advice you've received. Period. It didn't matter where they came from. But 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 then and who did they come my, from? My 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 mother and my father always would say, no matter what you do, if you love it, you never should have to love anything. So go all the way. So with that being said, what what I'm doing right now as a filmmaker and a comedian, I love this unconditionally, mm-hmm. and I don't half love it. I I go hard. I love it. Very, very hard. I'm, I'm, I'm a hard loving person. So, so you're Those saying you're saying just to clarify, you're saying that they said don't half love it, like H A L F. Yeah, don't half. Gotcha. No, no half. half. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. So no, no half stepping on the love. That's that's very good. Um, Absolutely. So you've been in this for a little while, doing a, a lot. Uh, if you could provide filmmakers with one piece of advice so maybe new filmmakers people who are in film school or just coming out of their parents basement or still up there or whatever it might be uh if you could provide filmmakers with one piece of advice or comedians or both you know what would it be never give up um keep going keep pushing push yourself to the limit you know always find some kind of Avenue to challenge yourself, whether that you know, ignore the naysayers. Right. Uh, I was. I mean, that's the only greatest thing I can always say to somebody. Just like keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it's going to get better. <laughs> it's definitely going to get better. Study the craft. Make sure you study it. Be a student of the game before you can become become a professor. So I always, I'm always studying. I'm always studying other people. I'm studying the craft. I'm always digging. I'm always digging my my, my teeth and my nails inside the, the game, trying to find out how can I get better. How can I become the best I can possibly be? So always becoming a student of the craft and stuff, you know, and, and learning the ins and the outs and and understanding that you can. It's always room to get better. Yeah, I love and that. Keep loving and loving and loving it. So some of those. Um that self-talk is important, important, uh, uh, in light of maybe this next question. Um, what do you believe are your greatest strengths and weaknesses right now? Um, uh, my, my, my strength is my ambition, my tenacity. Um, I don't really, I don't really say I have a weakness because, like I said, just to reiterate what I said earlier, just kind of like uh, everything I do wrong and stuff, I learn how to eventually do it right. Gotcha. So, yeah. That's, that's about it. No, that, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that works for me. That works. In short and sweet. Um so that makes me curious about, you know, you said you studied the game and, and a lot of creatives that we've interviewed, and we've done a lot of these interviews at this point, they, they come back and say that, that this idea of, of 
be a student, study. So which creatives do you most admire and want to emulate? And what do they do from a technical or skill standpoint that makes their work stand apart? Uh, that's a great question. Um, with, with comedy, I admire more than anybody. I love Richard Pryor. That's one of my greatest inspirations in this kind of comedy world. Him and Chris Rock and uh, Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle. I know there's more than one, but those four guys are... Oh, it could be as many as you and, want. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, I like Jerry Seinfeld also too. Yeah, he's. But I, I watch all those guys because you know they they have they have perspective where they have so much. They make it seem like anybody can do it. These guys are have they 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 receive the guy uh, given talent and decides to hone it. From you, when you hear all these guys all the time talking about, I was at open mics five times a week. I always say. A good artist borrow a great artist still. So I said, they just said five times a week. I'm going to go 12 times a week. So I'm very adamant about practicing. I'm always at open mics. I'm always doing a show. I'm always watching other comedians uh, who came before me. Or I, I even watch comedians that are new because sometimes you can learn you learn different ways and stuff of, of, of approaching stuff. Not saying you still, but you're just kind of studying. So I'm always watching them, listening to stand-up comedy tapes. I'm watching people. Especially those five guys who I just named, and I just watch what they do, and you know, and I try to hone mine in the best way possible. Like I said, I'm always constantly hitting the stage, trying to get better when I'm not filming. And um, as far as filmmakers go, uh, and actors, you know, of course, my favorite actor of all time is uh, Denzel Washington and Sidney Poitier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I love those guys, you know, because they-, they were pioneers for me because it was the first time I saw guys on the screen who portrayed uh, strong, intelligent. And, and and professional guys who just happened to be black men on television and film and stuff. And it was a great inspiration for me when I decided to become an actor. You know, I said, these guys are uh, the epitome of what it means to be a great actor who just happens to be black. Uh, right. And I, I, there's a lot of writers out there who, who are, I like Terrence Malick as a filmmaker. I think he has a very kind of like a, um, genius way of approach of a filmmaking kind of almost esoteric uh, some may say um, of course like Lee Man uh, his approach in filmmaking Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino uh, those guys are phenomenal filmmakers and I'm always studying them before I go in as a filmmaker and director and stuff I'm always using those guys films as templates for for my filmmaking and stuff I say you know what I, I, I say again you have to study it so I'm I'm watch, I'm constantly watching movies. I'm constantly. I even and I always try to be. I always have a sense of humility. Right now, still to this very day, even though I'm a filmmaker and a comedian, uh, I still try to volunteer to do uh, PA work and extra work because I like to watch. I love to just watch, and I do this stuff for free sometimes. I just I would go literally on uh, some indie films that can't, don't have a budget. I was like, hey man, I want a PA for you. It's like, well, we don't have a budget. I'm like, hey, let me just do it for free. I just want to watch, man. I just want to study. I just want to see how the actors act on camera. I want to see what they do. I want to watch the overall aspect other than myself. I want to see what you guys do. You know, I'm always just constantly learning, trying to fuel myself with as much knowledge as possible. We could file that one under the advice column too. That's great advice to, to new ind- uh, creatives um, that are, that are coming in independently into the game. And into this business. Yes, That's, absolutely. Man. I'm always trying to. I'm always trying to learn. 
Yeah, and that's kind of who the platform's geared toward, too. So I think they'll get a lot of mileage out of advice like that, uh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, I will, I'll, I'll ask a follow-up question that isn't kind of uh, within the template. Um, if you had to pull out, you know, one filmmaker and one comedian, uh, who would you pull out? And then what do they do that really sticks out? What do you think it is that they do that makes them super special? Uh, comedian, I would have to say, um, like of the five Richard, you listed. Oh, okay. Richard Fryer. I mean, I, I know he's considered the great on many, uh, comedians list, uh, as well as mine. That's a given Pharaoh study. But the one thing, what made his thing, he was a trailblazer, you know, for the, he had created this kind of, at this time where things were things in, in the real world were raw, unfiltered, and sometimes even nasty, oftentimes the entertainment didn't reflect or the entertainment didn't reflect what was going on in society. It was almost like they were trying to cover up a blanket. But Richard Richard Pryor was such a phenomenal storyteller on top of that. He was very animated. He was creative. He was unfiltered. He was willing to tell you the whole truth, that whole filthy, dirty truth that you saw and he made you relate to because he was relatable. And he, so he, he made those things cohesively go together. And he was one of the, the first comedians to ever do that, to, to kind of pretty much tell you how it is. And, and he was so transparent, man, so honest, so brutally honest about everything. Like, if he, if he did drugs, he's like, oh, yeah, I did drugs. Right. Not, he was unapologetic, very unapologetic. And I, I, you know, I highly respect that. And I, and I guess before I became a comedian, I didn't understand. Like, I don't get it though. It's like he's funny. He, I, I see a lot of comedians, but I didn't realize that he was the first one to do it. And then I started watching him more and more. I was like, man, this guy is hilarious. He's genius. He's genius. Right. Yeah. yeah that, but, that's a, that's a great summation of, of what he did. Probably one of the best. Frankly, I'm not just kissing your ass here. Uh, probably one of the best I've ever heard. Uh, so, so thank you for that. Uh, on the filmmaker side uh, of the ones you mentioned, who, who would you pull out and what did they do that, that makes them unique or special from a technical standpoint or otherwise? Ooh, that's, uh, <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a, uh, tougher question. Uh, so I only have one person. Yeah. You got to pick out one of, of those you listed earlier. I guess you listed, uh, Malik, Scorsese, Tarantino. And, and several others. Okay. Can I name two or just, damn it, this, woo! <laughs> man, <laughs> man, 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 um, That's really tough, man, because, damn it, because I pull parts and bits. It, it's just like when you become a human being, man, and, and sometimes when those guys who I name right there, it's like, man, that's hard, man. You hit me. Oh, shit. Um, could I... Can I break down all those guys and then tell it? Oh, man, that's hard. Because my top two, I would honestly say right now, would be uh, 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 I'm talking about uh, Spike Lee and his prime and Quentin Tarantino. Okay. But I don't know who I would pick. Who I would pick out of those two men because they both have like this approach that I I, I thoroughly love, man. Uh, so you know, let's let's, let's just, go with two and you go Spike first and Tarantino second. Uh, okay, Spike Lee again. He was one of those pioneer filmmakers who I. Growing up as a poor black kid in the ghetto and stuff, I didn't see a lot of representation of myself. And he was very adamant about putting 
people on the screen, but not only putting us on the screen, but he put out quality, quality writing and filmmaking, man. It was impeccable. I mean, just the, the kind of unique shots he took and the, 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 the stories that we all could identify, not just, not just black, but white people and everything he talked about. He brought race relations into the forefront, something that had this almost considered taboo as far as filmmakers and stuff. They was, those filmmakers were shy away from that. And he brought it in your face, but he brought it in a very uh, warm, compelling, and funny way. And it, it, it made you want to go watch the movie, man. It's, oh, man, it's... <laughs> the dialogue was his dialogue was always uh, always like refreshing to me. Like right. he always incorporated that those colloquialisms that we often talk with on, on the streets and stuff, but we often heard. I mean, very suddenly heard uh, on a big screen. So I love that about him, man. That was he's a like I said, his prime, especially when he was in the prime prime. He's she's got a habit, Mo Better Blues. Oh man, we talking about it. man, but. Yeah, that guy is a, he's incredible. Um Quentin Tarantino, man, uh he's fearless. He's a fearless filmmaker. I appreciate that about him. Uh his storylines he's very unapologetic too. That's another thing I do like. Mm-hmm. He's unapologetic and he always he has these kind of very eccentric characters which I like. But he makes them real. Where a lot of people will create these eccentric characters, but they almost caricatures and stuff. And you're like, that character's not relatable. But if you watch uh, Samuel Jackson, John Travolta, it was kind of like, it was very eccentric characters, but it was still relatable. You're like, I know some guys like that who's crazy as hell, man, in the hood or in the <laughs> suburbs. You, you, you know crazy people like that. You can relate to some crazy people. They may not be that extreme, but I mean, his characters are, his characters are always extremely relatable. His, uh, his filmmaking, his filmmaking style is very simple yet complex. He has the most simple shot, but yet it's an extreme purpose for him, like those long shots that he does. Uh, sometimes when he goes on his one shot, they always have a, a purpose because you, you're able to really kind of see this actor really act. You, either, you get to kind of see this filmmaker tell his story uh, working cohesively with that actor, man. So, man, those two guys are like very, uh, very, very much inspirations to me as a filmmaker. And, uh, you know, yeah, I love those guys, man. And a lot, I mean, yeah, I can go on and on all day, but <laughs> time is limited. So, yeah, but yeah, that, no, that's yeah. great, man. That, that I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, you know, to chime in on the back end of that with Tarantino, I think his storytelling, the way he reverse engineers the problem for the character, for the protagonist to create a conversation is uh, one of a kind. Um, what uh, what are the biggest creative? So this is kind of a two parter again, uh, Rashid. Uh, what are the biggest okay. creative and business mistakes you see newcomers making? Can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. Oh no problem. What are the biggest creative and business mistakes you see newcomers making? Um, I'm I'm actually. Um, I'm going to say this with the most uh, honestly possibly because uh, I know I'm a part of this problem also. I've made this mistake and I still do. Uh, patience. It's a virtue, but only a microscopic per- portion of us actually get to that point where we can have it, man. And I still, I'm still not there yet. Uh, trying to, to, to rush the process 
not being able to enjoy the process creatively. And I think you don't allow yourself to enjoy the moment creatively. And sometimes you kind of, you lose sight of, of what was the real purpose from the get-go. You allow the money and the stuff to kind of, kind of lose your mind is and it kind of it kind of sabotages your creativity because you you get caught up in the same thing that most people get caught up on, and that's making money instead of forgetting about the process, but not understanding that with the creative process and the patience and stuff, it's inevitable for the money not to come. The money's going to come. So just to uh, get back to my point, I think not enjoying the process is some of our our greatest mistake. And, not really, really enjoying the process. That's great. And um, what about business mistakes you see uh, newcomers to 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 the creative field making? Do you see any business mistakes? Oh fuck yeah, a lot of them. I make a lot of them all the time, and I'm learning. Uh, fuck yeah, man. I I learn. I, I, shit, I made a lot of bad mistakes. Uh, um, shit. <laughs> what can I start? Uh, how many days like, do like I what do you think is off? the biggest mistake you see newcomers making? As a filmmaker or as uh You choose. You choose. Okay. Yeah. Well, well it's funny. Going with a brand instead of the people that going with what you feel is the biggest, best brand instead of going with the, the person or the, the, the choice that's gonna give you the best quality outcome. Hmm. So and it goes on to every level where where your music uh Musicians trying to go with a bigger label who don't really care what you are. An actor trying to sign with a big agency just because they're a big agency, but they're not really caring about what you want. So I think that could be that, that's a big mistake that we often do as uh, as uh, entertainers and stuff. We'll go with a brand instead of going with the person or the thing that's going to really benefit us the most and really cares about us the most. Yeah, it's that is. Um... You know, that so far has been undersaid, I think, by the creatives that we've interviewed. And it's, it's a valuable thing to, to add. That That's awesome. Um, so you've been really generous with your time. Um, I actually have two more questions. Are, are we still good? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, yeah. Yeah, All absolutely. Right. All right, cool. Last two. Uh, if you had one month to teach someone how to be either a filmmaker or a stand-up comedian, what are the first three things you would teach? So you can pick uh, whichever one you want and um, and then just tell me. So you got one month to teach somebody how to do it, to be competent. What are the first three things you would teach them? I would say, I would teach, the, I would go with stand-up comedy because that's where I learned how to become a filmmaker. Because stand-up comedy is my bread and my butter. That's where I, I come from. And that's how I began to learn how to tell stories on stage and on the screen. Uh, the first thing I would teach them is I would say, you got to get up there and just try it. Get up on stage as much as possible. Touch gotcha. the stage. Keep doing it. Keep getting up on stage. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. I mean, because when you're, when you're... Make yourself vulnerable. Be vulnerable as possible. And I, I think that's something that even sometimes now, as me being... A comedian. I've been doing it for almost seven years now. I'm getting to the point where I'm just now starting to fully get comfortable with that idea. I know it's hard 
but that's one of the things you got to do. You got to let go and and let at it. Um, I would say. So 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 week one, you're getting your your student on stage. Yeah, I'm going to get them on stage. I'm going to have them write out a bit. I'm going to have them be 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 watching comedians, getting up on stage, try to try to formulate his best three or five minutes. Because that's pretty much all the stage time you're going to produce, unless you're getting as a new new comedian anyway, oh, three wow. to five minutes. Gotcha. So I would say get together your best five to three minutes. And I would say write about what you know. So write about what you know. Like talk about your life, talk about your family. Find some kind of three-minute story or, or jokes about your life, your story. Talk about what you know, what you know first. Because then you can start, once you start developing more as a comedian, you can start going into politics or whatever. But first, I would say, talk about what you know yourself, your family, or things that you experience. Develop that, for, that three to five minutes. Write it out and then get up on stage as much as possible. Boom, 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 boom. That would be the first strategy. Okay. Um, and then, so week two, three, four, what are the, um, you got week one, you're getting them on stage. Week two, you're, you're putting together, uh, or, or week one, you're getting them on stage and getting them three to five minutes. Week two, you're teaching them how to be vulnerable and honest. Uh, what are you doing at the end? At the end, um, I would, and you said this a month, right? Yeah. You got one month for, let's say a big premiere and they're going to come out and everybody's going to know that they were your pupil. You got to get them ready for the uh, show. Be, be brave and unapologetic. Okay. So how do you be teach? How do you teach somebody that in in that in that process? Out of curiosity. My from my my process, what I believe it is, it comes with just like with anything else, it comes with time and wisdom, and those that's relative. That's I know that's very relative. Uh, somebody else can say I got wisdom in two years somebody else say it takes 20 years um, but I would say the more you do it and stuff there's I know me I'm, I try I'm look some people may think I'm psycho with what I do but when I'm fully into comedy I'm, I'm touching stage at least uh, uh, minimal three times a day hmm. but I notice I get better I'm getting better and better and stuff so I would say get up on that stage as much as possible even if it's at an open mic even if you've got a couple of friends to your house, he said, I'm going to do a show on this patio. By any means necessary, get that job done. If you, even now, there's no excuse. You can probably say, I'm going to invite five friends to FaceTime me at the same time. I'm going to stream this through a private message on, uh, on, on YouTube or, I mean, or Facebook uh, Messenger. I'm going to perform for you. If you, if you say, oh, yeah, I can't. It's no way possible I can get to a stage today because I'm house-stricken. I'm sick. Now you got that phone, you got a computer. There's no way you can, you know. So stand up in the mirror, go. Man, it's all kinds of outlets that I get up there and practice. So, wow, that uh, that's to see your ambition too, your determination, tenacity. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. So, um, last I'll, last yeah. question is uh, well, kind of. There's kind of like a a micro question after this, but. Uh, well, it, well, go ahead. Well, 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 I think I tell you something right quick before I uh, before you I, I answer that. When I first started doing comedy, that's why I say you gotta do stuff. You can't half love. Like I, I took that advice from my uh, parents. Like don't half love anything. I love comedy so much. I remember when I first first started out here uh, in, in LA. Uh, I've been out here for almost five years now. But when I first really really started doing the grind, I would literally 
uh, get up on stage all the time. And then I ran out of, I was like, man, I need more. I need some shows and stuff. But a lot of people won't book new comedians and stuff. I think I told you, I gave you this, I, I told you this story one time. I don't know if you were familiar with this story. But I, I thought it was funny. I thought a lot of other people thought I was funny. I was like, man, why am I getting more, more stage time? And I remember I was at the Improv in Hollywood. Uh, I think it was a Tuesday or something, or Wednesday or Saturday. I don't know what day it was. Uh, it was about three years ago. Uh, and I had just got off stage. Just got off stage, firstly. And guess what pops in? Uh, I, I walk outside. I see Jay Leno. He out there uh, just talking. He said he said he had just saw him much. He's like, oh, you're a real funny guy. <laughs> and he's like, but I didn't, believe, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't believe you, man. He's like, like what? And this time I was just doing, I did what most new comedians would do. I just try to talk about raunchy stuff. I was talking about, uh, excuse my lack of euphemism, but dick jokes and all this stuff. Right. I'm just talking about what I thought they would be funny instead of really doing what I thought would really genuinely be funny. And he said, man, talk about more stuff, be more genuine and stuff. And he said, you know, it's going to be hard for you to get a lot of shows because a lot of comedians don't know you and stuff. You're new and stuff. He's like, Develop clean. So all your favorite comedians develop clean first to show that they can do this just to show. Even if you decide to go back dirty, you start off clean and stuff. Give yourself some 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 ways to work. So I did. I spent I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours develop my clean set clean. The very next day, I I didn't wait till a month later. The very next day, I decided all day I was going to work on how to develop my set clean. I did that for almost a month straight inside figured out how to develop my set clean. And I would do shows at churches, nursing homes, strip clubs, funeral homes, funerals, wherever I could. I swear, this is how fucking ridiculous I was. <laughs> I, I'm not lying about the funeral part. I would see people post, uh, man, sorry my uh, mom died. I would genuinely say, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, man, I would love to come speak there. And I would use that as a platform to fucking do some comedy. I was, I was speak, I spoke at two funerals, just doing comedy, just trying to make people laugh. Because I think even in darkness, light should shine. And I was, I got those people laughing, man. So I was so adamant to make my dreams come true. And because I loved it again, I did any needs necessary to get myself there. And I was working clean and hard and developing. I would perform anywhere. I perform anywhere at any given time. That's awesome. I have a, a funeral story to back that up. To, that That's crazy because, so I used to have a singing group named Solace. And the co-founder um, his stepfather had passed away. Um, he was a heavy drinker, truck driver. And I think he just, he used to sleep on the couch all the time. And he, he, they went to wake him up and he didn't move. Right. So, um, it's terrible. Uh, so, so we were supposed to come in and sing. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. The boys to men version, uh, at the funeral. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so we're going to go and we're going to sing this at the funeral. It's going to be great. And we're like, we're on the program to do it. And the co-founder, he, he oversleeps. <laughs> <laughs> he oversleeps for our funeral? He oversleeps for his stepfather's funeral. Misses the entire wow. thing. Nobody could get well, in touch with him all day. So, so that means I missed the funeral as well. Cause I knew this guy, like I wanted to be at the funeral. I missed the funeral. The whole group missed the funeral. We were on the program. And I was like, oh my God. Like if like if anything if anything encapsulates who this person is, it's this moment. Where like you, you know, and I had to this was kind of the beginning of the end in my mind of our singing group. 
because I had a co-founder who, you know, was sort of so self-centered and irresponsible that he could actually sleep through one of his parents' funerals. And wow. yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. So we never performed. We, we were booked for a funeral. We never played at a funeral, although we did do several weddings and uh, we would just sing troop songs. <laughs> so, yeah. that's, that's a story for the house. He slept through his parents' funeral because yeah. he's just lazy. <laughs> yeah, just lazy. Just, yeah, just lazy. And uh, not a care in the world, totally taken care of. He just slept right through it. And uh, I don't know how that affects him today. Um, anyway, uh, tangent alert. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, in your opinion, uh, Rashid, what are the top three online resources for helping comedians or filmmakers or both? Can you give us uh, you know three three places you go to you frequent often? Of course, on uh, YouTube. You know that's. Uh... That's, they have they have a abundance of uh, information. It, you can go in there and pretty much find anything. Uh, I think that's why I find most of my stuff that I want to watch. Like, if I could, I, yeah. And then, um, what else is online? Um, it's so much Google. Strike up a button, man. Strike with a stroke of your hand. Typing in a couple of words or whatever, whoever or whatever you're trying to find, you can pretty much find it by a, a, the Google search engine. Google this, Google that. So how to not bomb on stage and maybe a video pop up, you know? So it means so many different. So then that takes you, but ultimately that takes you back to YouTube. So if you're being, yeah, you if you're, if you're being specific, you'd say YouTube. And then and are there two other specific sites that, that, that you go to as a resource for, for creatives or, or, or for film for or for stand up? Yeah. Ah. Uh, Facebook has, Facebook is uh, pretty good at bringing people together. Uh, you know, yeah, I guess Facebook would be one. So Facebook, you YouTube so are, are your two. Uh, what, what would be a third one for you that you go to to, to help uh, you with your, your work? To help me in, for, for collaborative purposes? No, no, no. Not, not, not collaborative purposes. Just just like what are the sort resources you use to be better at your job? Uh, on, but better, specific to I online, guess, I guess YouTube for me, uh, Facebook, and recently uh, in the last three months, I just got me an Instagram. So I guess Instagram has been very beneficial. You know, I've been getting a lot of people booking me through shows on on, on, on Instagram, which I should have got a long time ago. From I don't know, but I was so I was being lethargic about it. Um, but I finally decided to take the initiative to uh, finally get. It. Instagram, but yeah, I think those are my three main sources right now that I can name off the top of my head. It may be one, but I can't think of it right now. But definitely, YouTube is my first. First, gotcha. Yeah, YouTube. All right, so here's the time for that micro question I told you was coming. So, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome interview. I loved it. Um, great, great answers to these questions. Um, we'll transcribe. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. It, you know, that's, that's funny. Cause a lot of people are like, okay, I'll do the interview. And then they, at the end of it, they find out, man, this was a great time. And that, that's kind of what me and Nick are setting out to do. Um, where can people find you online? You mentioned Instagram already, uh, but, but if you can give us the handles, um, where people can find you on social media or the interwebs. Uh, my, my, my Facebook is my name. Uh, 
Rashid Stevens, R-A-S-H-E-E-D, and my last name is Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. And my, uh, my what, what is it called? Instagram handle? Handle, I guess. Yep. Would be, uh, it, it's at, at, or you can either type in my name in the search engine, you can type in Rashid Stevens, or you can put at Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-M-S, Rashid, R-A-S-H-E-E-D. So the at Stevens Rashid will be my Instagram handle. And I have a Twitter, which I, I'm, I'm fuck, I'm horrible at social media. Uh, <laughs> uh, my Twitter is uh, at Rashid Stevens. I'm getting better. I'm, I'm definitely getting better. Definitely uh, better. We, we will follow you on Twitter now because I'm not sure we do. Um, so I'll, I'll go out and and do that right now. Uh, well, that's it, man. That's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to, to hit me up as always, man. So it's, it was great to chat with oh, you. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I was a uh, great time talking to you, man. It's, uh, you know, and you know, I think the universe guy, whatever you may believe in, but this, 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 this relationship, uh, together, man, I'm very blessed to, to, to have it. So yeah, thank you. I totally agree, and I'll tell Nick you said what's up. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. All right, most man. Definitely. Talk to you soon. And I wish you got, wish you all got. I wish you guys the best. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise, keep doing your thing. All right, all right. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, bye. You've been listening to the Make It Podcast. To find more information on this week's creative, including links to their projects, social media, and transcripts of this interview please visit our website at www.bonsai.film forward slash podcast. If you haven't already, you can join our podcast community on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and on Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. And of course, If you're looking to take a big step towards your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Show Me How to schedule a free discovery meeting and needs assessment. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, be creative, be engaged, and thank you for listening.